Welcome to the Your Dream or Mine podcast, the place to be if you dream of living a life of fulfillment, freedom, flow, and most importantly, fun. I'm Laura Cruz, the Dream Transition Mentor, the creator of the unique six-step Dream Transition Method, which will take you from idle daydream to transitioning into your wildly successful freedom-based business. Listen to inspirational stories from women who have been brave enough to take the leap from corporate and now live the life they've always dreamed of. Women like you and me. They did it, I did it, and you can too. Grab a cuppa, find a cozy spot, then sit back and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to the Your Dream or Mind podcast. I am super excited because... I have the lovely Claire Black on today, who is a fellow business owner and uh, become a bit of a business friend. And uh, she is a marketing mentor and coach. Welcome, Claire. Hello. Thank you so much for having me and the the lovely bit as well. Thank you. (laughs) A bit of lovely. Making me blush. (laughs) (laughs) So um, Claire and I are actually in a... um, we're in a kind of business membership together where you can connect with um, with other um, female entrepreneurs, business owners, solopreneurs, whatever you want to call it. And, uh, you know, being in a membership like that is such a great way to meet other women um, who are in the same boat as you. Because obviously when you first start out, you know, if you've left corporate and then you're working for yourself, it's quite strange when it's just you. So it's nice to have that kind of, um, that kind of support around you. So, um, Claire and I just started chatting about some some similar work that we were doing, and uh, I just love what she does for a business. So, Claire, as a marketing mentor and coach, she helps women who offer services that improve clients' well-being and mindset, or mindset, I should say, to get better at marketing, which just mm-hmm. sounds fabulous. Um, what does that actually mean, then, Claire? <laughs> so, um, what I um, realised over the the kind of um, past few months, really, because it's, it's an area that I've um, kind of got more focused on uh, quite recently, um, is that people in this space, kind of like mindset and well being, it's such a kind of booming industry, but actually it can be quite difficult because the the, the, the service that people are offering isn't quite as tangible as something like a business service. Um, so I was finding that there were people who were offering these, you know, really kind of life impacting services that were kind of getting, you know, incredible results for their clients, but they were really struggling to get that that kind of value across. Um, and I personally really kind of connect with these types of people. So for me, it was just like the obvious, the obvious move to make. So um, kind of more they can get that value across, the more they can help, you know, people that are in need. So. Yeah, brilliant. And it was interesting because when I was prepping for this um, for this interview, I was thinking about how, you know, when you work for yourself and however, like I say, if you're a solopreneur, mumpreneur, which I'm not a fan of, um, entrepreneur, business owner, whatever it is, work for yourself, whatever you call yourself, call that kind of, you know, descriptive term. You have to do everything. You are all things. You are all things to all people at all times because it's your business. And when you work in corporate, if you want something done in marketing, you ask the marketing department or the sales department or HR or customer service or whatever it is. But suddenly you are all of those things. Yeah. And I know for me, um, I actually did do a marketing qualification many years ago. I did CIM, 
in my 20s, but then never did anything with it. So, of course, it's all completely gone in one ear and out the other. I just don't know anything about marketing. So it's it for me, it's been a real, um, it's a learning curve. And so therefore to have people like you who kind of specialise in working with people like me is uh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I think um, I would say about 90% of the clients I work with um, don't want to be doing marketing in their business. They don't enjoy marketing. Um, you know, they did, that's not what they signed up for. They signed up to, to kind of help their clients. Um, so to kind of start your business and then there's that real kind of quite quickly that realization that you do have to invest time, energy, effort, and quite a lot of it in those early days in order to start attracting those clients in the first place. Um, so I think that for a lot of people, it's a bit of a shock actually, um, just how consuming marketing can be because it's a massive world. There's lots of different approaches. It's not black and white, lots of different ways that you can approach things, lots of different social media platforms out there, different um, kind of techniques that you can use, um, different styles, et cetera. Finding your feet and finding your flow with that and what feels good and then works for you kind of does take time. Um, and a lot yeah. of people get quite frustrated with that, which I completely get. <laughs> um, so that's where I come in. Yeah, yeah. That's so true, though, isn't it? Like, you feel like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. I remember at the beginning, I, uh, and this isn't necessarily about marketing, but I kind of didn't want to put my face out there. I didn't want people to see. But I, yet I expected people to kind of connect in with me and want to work with me. And yet I didn't want to show anybody what I look like because I was like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And it's like, for me, a complete naivety about yeah. how I was going to be able to market my business and market me. But yet, you know, behind closed doors kind of thing. Ridiculous. But anyway, you know, like I say, learning curve, Claire. <laughs> Really. And for us as coaches, Laura, we are we are our business. You know, we're not kind of it's not a you know glossy brand like in the corporate world that you're kind yeah. of able to, to kind of hide behind. Um, but it is, it's a scary move. And even for me as a marketing coach, um, kind of being visible, I'm quite um private person in, in my kind of personal life. So putting myself out there and being visible was a massive mindset shift for me. And it's something that I would say most of the clients that I work with, absolutely, we have to kind of um, address that and find a way for people to push their comfort kind of boundaries without you know really um, um, you know kind of trying to shoehorn them into a way of having to be visible that they just yeah. don't enjoy doing you've, you've got, it's got to work for you and there isn't yeah. a one size fits all it's trying to figure out a way to um, kind of put yourself out there in a way that, that is sustainable as well because it's exhausting otherwise yeah, yeah. And it's so true. And I think when you first start on your business journey, everywhere is advice and freebies and stuff telling you how to do this and how to do that. And you can get a bit like rabbit in the headlights and, you know, oh, I should do this. And then, oh, I should do that. And somebody said, that's the way it should be done. Or no, you don't do it like that. And then it's really hard. And it, I think it takes time, experience, and then growing your confidence to go, hey, I don't need to do it like somebody else. Yeah. And also, like you say, if you are forcing yourself to do something you didn't want to do, one of the reasons you work for yourself is because you don't want to do stuff you don't want to do. So I know if you don't, you know, we don't necessarily want to do marketing, but you have to do it. But you have to do it in the way that works for you. At least do it to a point where you're in a position to outsource it. And that's the that's I mean, I um, help, you know, with my clients, I help them um, figure out how to do it themselves. because that's the, the first step. Um, and I think anything in business, really, to a certain extent, and everything in your business, you kind of want to know how to do it yourself 
before you outsource it anyway. You need to know, you know, kind of how you want things to be done before you can outsource that to someone else. And marketing is definitely um, a part of that. But most of my clients are their kind of next goal is to, okay, I'm going to figure out my way of marketing, get their kind of marketing and sales system in place, and then I'm going to outsource all of those bits bits that I don't want to. And that's what they're working towards. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? I don't know. I think uh, even though it doesn't come that naturally to me, I think I still like to hang on to it. Depends how big I get, Claire, right? (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about kind of um, your background then in terms of marketing and stuff. What did you do in your, I guess, corporate career? Yeah. So I have been in marketing for, I think it's like 12 ish year something like that so um when I first started in marketing it was for small businesses actually um and it was um quite broad because again as a small business you're similar to to us now kind of wearing lots of hats I would do all of the marketing when we were in in you know kind of a a business of maybe like 20-25 people um as my career went on um the companies that I worked for became bigger and bigger particularly the last one it, it was growing quite rapidly um And um, it became very kind of corporate. So um, for me, it really kind of highlighted the fact that, you know, I felt like just a number, (laughs) a number in in, in the big kind of corporate world. So um, it was that that really kind of triggered me to to want to kind of set up on my own. Although it took me a little while to figure out what that that would look like, actually. That was a bit of a process for me because my first business was, um, I I felt like um, I kind of, fallen out of love with marketing actually um in my um last corporate role before I kind of um set up on my own um and actually it wasn't marketing that was the problem it was the environment that I was in um and the fact that it was you know kind of um I was just this tiny little cog um so it took me a little while to realize that so actually um my first business was a product business it was um an online eco shop um and I used my yeah yeah online eco shop I ran little b called um that was my very first business and I obviously used my marketing skills for that that worked really well um soon realized (laughs) as that business grew that I didn't really want to be um spending all of my time packing boxes and standing in the queue at the post office um and I did a bit of soul searching um and I actually started working with a mindset coach um and um during that process realized that this wasn't what I wanted to do um and I kind of um made a comment to you I think before Laura where sometimes um it's right under your nose you know yeah and and that was the case for me I realized that actually stepping away from things it wasn't marketing that was the problem um I've got all of this experience all of these skills and actually if I could turn that into something take the bits that I really loved doing and turn that into something that I could help other businesses with um, and it was a really obvious, but a bit of a light bulb moment for me. And that was the, you know, how it all kind of came about. Um, so what I found when I had my first business, the, the eco business, um, we um, and I ended up kind of making lots of business connections. So other kind of small businesses in the eco area, uh, none of which had any marketing experience. So they were really all struggling and would kind of come to me for advice. And I was, you know, kind of um, helping them with that. And that's what kind of I was like, hold on a minute, there's something in this. Yeah, um, working with my my first coach, we we kind of figured out what that might look like for me, um, and the rest is history, really. So, <laughs> so were you still were you still working in corporate when you were when you had your first business? Uh, yes, yes. So it was like your I hate this term, but your side hustle. My side hustle, <laughs> my little business. 
<laughs> yeah, when I fly to hospital. But I've, um, I was on um, maternity leave for a chunk of that. Um, okay. So, yeah, um, kind of juggling that and the kids at the same time. My husband and I were laughing last night about how all these words have been created, like in the last few years, that suggest something it's not. So like a staycation... <laughs> it's just a holiday in the UK. Wild swimming is just They've swimming. Been around. <laughs> yes, wild swimming is just swimming outside, but it's wild now. And then, uh, yeah, so like side hustle. It's just like, oh, I've set up this, you know, I've set up a business, but it becomes that side hustle was all these. Like... <laughs> Got to have a catchy name. That's marketing for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, wild swimming sounds much more exciting than uh, swimming in a dirty lake, doesn't it? Yeah, so, right. um, uh, What's really interesting about what you said there is that the power of coaching um, to help you. And because sometimes I still fall into this trap myself where I feel like, oh, as a coach, what am I offering to somebody? Because if the answers are inside you already, why do you need a coach? You have to. But the reality is self-coaching, whilst you can do it, is incredibly difficult, isn't it? So trying to find the answer within you without the help of an external person is very tricky right especially in what you do I would say I think with um with marketing like the actual kind of tangible these are the things that you can do everything's out there online um and lots of different versions of it lots of different ways that you can do it so um when it comes to like the things that I teach none of it's like stuff that I've kind of created. I've got frameworks and processes that, that I kind of use to support that. Every client that I work with is different. And it's about finding the ways you know, that, that are going to work kind of best for them. But everything is out there online already and other coaches are talking about it. It's just, this is my kind of way of, of, of approaching it really. Um, but <laughs> that doesn't mean that people are going to go and find that. doesn't mean that people are going to implement that. Um, and it means that people don't have that support to kind of hold their hand through it. Because with marketing, it's all about experimenting and seeing what does work for you. And that can be a really tricky process to do on your own, um, you know, when there's so much information out there. Um, so, yeah, it, it's trying to kind of keep focus with a bit of direction and being able to, to um, kind of recognise in them um, when I can see things, you know, perhaps aren't quite right or perhaps they've not considered something in a certain way, trying to, to kind of help them through that process. That's what it's all about, really. And I'll tell you what, this, I worked with a business coach, like kind of business strategist earlier in the year. And what was super interesting was what I wanted some help with is, you know, when you first put, you know, you're first marketing yourself and you're putting yourself out there, you've got to be consistent in terms of you've got to keep putting yourself out there. But sometimes you think, well, is my offer wrong or do I just need to put it out for longer? Do you know what I mean? So like sometimes that's why it's, it, you know, you need that external person to say, like you look to me might say, look, Laura, the way you're, you know, the product is, you know, your service is good, but the, you know, your offering is good, but the way you're marketing it is wrong. Do you see what I mean? Like, so um, this business strategist helped me to see that actually, if I tweak some of the things that I was doing, that was good, but then it was how I was selling it, which needed improvement because you can keep trying to flog something till you're blue in the face. But if that's not right or the marketing isn't right, it's not going to work. Absolutely. And I think there is an element of sometimes things take time and you can't yeah. always see the results or the impacts that it's having if there's not a tangible reaction to it. Like you can't actually see the reaction, but just because you're putting 
like for example on social media if you're putting content out there um sometimes it takes a little while for people to be kind of absorbing it and to be kind of you know taking notice of it without actually reacting to it but there comes time where actually if you're doing the same things over and over again and you're not seeing the results you, something's got to change yeah you know just just continuing to do it forever isn't gonna isn't the answer yeah um, that's when it's time to start kind of tinkering and experimenting and seeing what you know what needs to change um, yeah. and, and being able to recognize that I think is really quite important so at what point did you leave your corporate job then you said you were on maternity leave when you were doing your first business like what led to that you know making the decision to um so what led to that I think was uh so it was, it was during lockdown this all happened um and uh, my my the company that I worked for became very big very quickly um and I had um I've got two children um one um is now four and one will be um two in March so I spent um, quite a chunk of time. I obviously went back for, for a year or so in between, but there's quite a chunk of time where I was off um, and they were growing at super speed. Um, and for me, going back into it, um, it was a completely different world. And it really kind of highlighted even more so the fact that this is not what I want to do. Like the feeling of dread, um, knowing that I had to go back um, after maternity leave, not, <laughs> sounds harsh, but not to leave, not to leave my kids because you know they were kind of ready for that and we were ready for that um but just going back into that world where um you know other people are making decisions uh, and feeling like actually um the the kind of time and effort and energy that you're putting into your past aren't actually having the impact they could be having compared to you know kind of you know running your own business um so yeah it was it was it was a real kind of um turning point for me kind of going back into that and the company just changed so much um, and it was just moving further and further away from what I um, fell in love with about the business when I first started with them. Completely different place, which is great for them because they're growing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, kind of um, that, that's all very positive for them. But for me, I just didn't didn't want to be part of that anymore. Um, and I'd already kind of established my business. Um, so um, for me, so my um, second, my youngest, um, when I was on maternity for her, is where I started to establish this business. So for me, it was like, right, I've done this now. I'm actually going to take the leap. Um, and we were in a position to, to kind of do that financially. Um, so I did it and I've not looked back in. Amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the best decision that I've ever made, definitely. Yeah. And you know what I love about that? And I think it's really important, you know, in in our, well, you're much younger than me, but in my parents' generation, you you started on a track to something and you just kept going on that mm-hmm. in that same vein because, well, that's just what you did. Mm-hmm. And I think now we have the opportunity to decide something different and to go actually, like what you said, you know, what you fell in love with about the company, you know, it changed and that's no disrespect to them. They're brilliant that they're successful, but it wasn't right for you anymore. And I love that, that feeling that as women and men that you can say, do you know what? I enjoyed that for the time that I was there, but now it's time for something new. And that's okay. No one's, no, you know, we're not, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing because it's a strength because you go, actually, I'm ready for my next challenge or opportunity or chapter, your part two, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, completely, um, completely agree with that. Um, there was something, I think it was a, um, uh, an audio book that I was listening to actually that was saying um, similar. Um, what was that? Oh, everything is figureoutable. I was. Um, oh, um, Marie Forleo. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I met her. 
Did she really? Yeah, Folio, that's how you say it, isn't it? I met her last year. I went to a speaking thing in, um, oh, I can't think what it was called. It was absolutely brilliant um, in London. And I Mm -hmm. chose to go and watch her. And then she did a book signing. But I was all like a bit girly. She signed my book and she was like all like this, like gorgeous, like petite, amazingly beautiful, like amazing hair. And it was really hot and I was a bit sweaty and also very (laughs) tall. So I've got this awkward picture of me like with her. But oh, she I found her so inspiring in terms of when she talks. Sorry, what was she saying in the audio book? She was saying similar. So she was basically saying that, um, you know, kind of like, uh, again, like the, the kind of previous generation generations have been taught that you um you know figure out as you're leaving school what it is you want to do one thing that you want to do and there's a very clear direct kind of path to get there this you go to university or whatever it might be you go and do this and then you do that for the next 40 50 years um and hope that you can save up enough money to retire at some point um and even just like saying it out loud like how depressing does that sound like yeah. people change i i you know if i think back 10 years ago i've changed hugely um, yeah. and, and the environment that you're in changes as well. Like talking about my, you know, the kind of corporate career that I've had, that changed massively. So um, why should you stay in something that that doesn't kind of light you up anymore, that doesn't do it for you anymore, even if it did, you know, originally? Um, and that's what I love about when I'm working with my clients. It's about um, you know, you get to choose as a as a kind of, you know, you're running your own business, you get to choose your the offers that you put out there, you get to shape them. Obviously. You get to shape them in the way that it's going to help your your clients, your audience, but also shape them based on things that you enjoy doing. Um, you get to choose who you work with. Um, yeah. You know, you get to shape your business exactly how you want to. Um, and particularly if you're coming away from like that corporate environment where you've got those shackles and people making those decisions for you, embrace that when when you come to kind of run your own business and really kind of think about what it is you want to get out of that. Um, yeah. and, and that means that you're spending your days. I, I, I really look forward to Mondays now, you know, um, no offense to my kids, but then going back, you know, we have a lovely time at the weekend. Sunday nights for me used to be that really kind of, really kind of feeling quite down about having to go back to the office the next day. Yeah. Now I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait for Monday yeah. so I can kind of get cracking with whatever it is I'm working on with my business. I absolutely love it. And that I think is, is um, yeah, is really important to, to do what you love doing simple but you know why not I just did a, um, a live in my Facebook group before I came on here and uh, I said because it's we're recording this on a Wednesday I said oh it's hump day and uh, somebody said hump day to me a few years ago and I'd not heard it before and hump day was really important when I worked in corporate because I used to work four days a week so by the time I got to hump day you know whoa I was like you know Thursday night glass of wine you know the weekend started <laughs> and uh, hump day doesn't matter to me anymore because it doesn't really matter what day of the week it is as long as I'm doing the stuff in my diary it doesn't matter because actually I get to choose everything that I do That's I choose the, the work that I do the people I work with where I want to spend my time where I want to put my energy it's brilliant it's, it's pretty special isn't it it's really special don't get me wrong there's a uh, there's quite a lot of pressure attached to that. Yeah, yeah. it's other challenges for sure. If, if you if you put it on, if you put it, weighed it up on scales and said, okay, well, you know, the those other little niggles, those other little kind of mindset gremlins that you get sometimes, you can just push those away because the, the benefits are just amazing. Yeah. Just amazing. So Claire, when we talked about what you do then in terms of who you help, it's you you're very niche, aren't you, in terms of who you help? So are you quite niche and why is that? 
um, when I first started. Absolutely not. The complete opposite. Um, it for me, it was just as I mentioned before. I um, realised that a lot of the kind of eco businesses that that I've um, you know, my kind of business buddies back then um, in the eco world um, really kind of struggled with marketing. So that's kind of what inspired me to, to kind of set it up in the first place. So originally, it was just um, people that um, run your own business, maybe been in business for a year or two and struggle with marketing. Really broad. And do you know what? Actually, it works in terms of you know kind of attracting clients and growing my audience. Um, but what I realized quite quickly is that um, having such a broad kind of spread of businesses in my audience meant that it was really difficult for me to um, really um, kind of shape my content to, to actually kind of give that real kind of high value that make that impact. Um, and it came, became quite um, clear to me who it is I wanted to work with. So I found myself naturally attracting people who work in the well-being mindset space so for example like mindset coaches uh, mindfulness teachers life coaches for example um so that was a bit of a okay um something to, that I kind of acknowledged and then I realized that actually I started to kind of tinker with my uh, I've got, um, a four-month program so I started to kind of tinker with that to make it more aligned with, with those kind of clients um and I started to um see kind of really big results through that so um and I just feel like a connection with people in, in, in that space um so what I realized is actually um by getting more focused with my business and niching <laughs> I say in inverted commas because it's a word that kind of scares people a lot but getting more focused in my business with who it is I wanted to work with um meant that I could get better results for my clients I get to work with who I want to work with and who I enjoy working with the most um, and again, going back to the whole kind of shaping your your business um, so that you are, you know, kind of in love with it and love what you're doing every day. Um, it kind of tied in quite, quite nicely with that as well. So um, and so I've actually I actually um, started a, a Facebook group when I first started the business, grew it really quickly, really well engaged um, and decided recently um as in in the last few weeks to close that group down and start a brand new group from scratch which was a really really big hairy scary move um but it was um as soon as I did it actually it was liberating realizing mm. that I'm going to grow my audience full of these people that I really kind of connect with um, and want to work with um and I've not looked back since so yeah it's been brilliant fantastic I just think that's such a uh, not a brave move brave is not the right word it felt scary <laughs> bold maybe I don't know I think it's fantastic I think you've definitely inspired me to look at what I'm doing yeah in terms of my own niching you know always on a niching journey um so Claire what does you know working for yourself then what, is that your dream what does that mean to you it's funny because when I you know, like people a lot of people knew what they wanted to do um, you know, when they were quite young or kind of leaving school, even if they didn't kind of follow through with it, they had this, like, I wanted to be a whatever, you know. For me, I never had that. Um, for me, I left I left um, school, didn't go on to any kind of further education. I've obviously done kind of training and, and courses, et cetera, since, but didn't ever go on to college or university. Um, went straight. I, I started working very young, uh, I think probably um, like 13, something like that was my first job. Um, and I left home very young as well. So I left home at 15. Um, so for me, it was all about going out and earning money. Um, and I, I'd say from like my late teens onwards, I always had this um, 
something in me that just wasn't quite right uh, about my kind of work. Um, and it was always like I had this yearning to want to work for myself, but could never figure out what that was. And even through all of my marketing career, I always had this like, I really don't want to be working for the big man. I want to be kind of you know, doing my own thing. And um, I could never figure out what that was. And actually it was there you know, all along. It was marketing. It was just doing marketing on, on kind of my terms, really. Um, and it took me a long time to, to realise that and actually, you know, kind of put it into action and, and, and see it, you know, come, come to life. So, um, yeah, um, yeah, it took a while to get there, but I'm here now. <laughs> but like you said earlier, and you, and you kind of, you mentioned it, but when you, you feel that the, um, you know, to book the slot to come and be interviewed, I asked you that question and you said, sometimes what you think is so far out of reach is actually right there under your nose. And you said working on mindset has been a huge part of my journey. And I think that's so true that we, it is there. We do know it. We do actually know what we want to do, but it might take some time and you, and you might need a coach. You might, you know, you need some help to find it, but you'll get there and you do know what it is that you're kind of destined for and that you want to do. And I don't say that in a woo way because I'm not particularly woo, but I do just think we kind of know in ourselves what we want to do, what's right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and for me, um, I didn't realise that I did I wasn't aware of some of the kind of mindset barriers that I had until I started working with someone. Um I kind of I knew that um that I, I think it was clear like from a kind of money mindset and a sales mindset point of view, that's where I wanted kind of some help with and that's why I kind of invested in, in a mindset coach um, initially. So she was kind of mindset and a bit of strategy as well. So it kind of worked quite well for me. But actually the further we kind of worked together and the more we kind of worked together, it was just like wow, actually it was uncovering all sorts of um kind of feelings and things from the past that I didn't really I hadn't made that connection myself at all yeah you know um it was really interesting process and for me um investing in my mindset is something that I do ongoing and it is um huge it is as important if not more important than the strategy when it comes to business in my opinion. oh absolutely yeah it is yeah yeah definitely not, not be underestimated that's for sure yeah yeah oh brilliant such as such interesting stuff and I think your your kind of journey to where you know to where you are now is one that will resonate with so many people around you know not having that clear um knowledge or thought about exactly what you want to do I think the reality is most people are like that I've got you know teenagers who are on the cusp of kind of adulthood and it's very hard to know unless you want to be you know doctor dentist Mm-hmm. vet fireman fire person whatever they're called now do you see what I mean unless you you have something like that I think it's very hard to know um but interestingly I was um I was editing a podcast episode just before we started recording and uh, my guest then said she's had a wiggly line to her to where she is now and I just loved that you know like the you know we try and work out we'll get there in the end so fantastic so Claire if um somebody wanted to come and find you where where are you where can they where can they get in touch with you I uh, mostly hang out on Facebook in my fabulous Facebook group um so you can find me over there it is facebook.com forward slash groups then forward slash you can do marketing hub um so yeah come and join me over there amazing thank you so much for your time today Claire thank you for having me Laura it's been great You have been listening to the Your Dream Online podcast with Laura Cruz. 
If you enjoyed it, could you do me a favour? Please leave a review. A five-star one would be perfect. And subscribe. This helps other listeners to find the podcast much more easily. Oh, and don't forget to come and find me on social media. The links are in the show notes. I would love to help you to transition into your own dream life. It's what I'm really good at. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.